Blog Talk Radio. This is the Ebony Empress Show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to everyone in the virtual world. This show is for those who want to learn more about dating and relationships. Hang out with the Ebony Empress Show page on Facebook or on Twitter at Ms. Ebony Empress and on her website, www.ebonyempresstv.com. Hold on to your seats and enjoy the ride. Here is your host for tonight, Ms. Ebony Empress. Hey everyone, welcome to Ebony's Real Talk. <laughs> okay, it's been such a long time since I've been on. I have my co-host with me, Lady T. Hi, Lady T. Hi. Uh, I can't hear Lady T. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> I'm blessed, thank you very much. <laughs> oh Lord, it's so crazy to have you back because you know, we haven't been doing this for a minute, and um, oh, I have to say thank you to Philip Berberian, who who actually, um, and when he comes on, if I've not pronounced his name right, he'll tell me. But you know, we haven't done this, and he insisted on doing it, and that's the only reason why I'm here. So <laughs> I want to say hi to everybody in the virtual world. Hi to everybody on Blog Talk. Um, to all the people who have been calling me, messaging me for the last few months and asking, where are you and why are you not doing this show anymore? I just have to say, uh, you know, it's been a long road of going back to school and uh, trying to achieve a dream. <laughs> and and I've taken a break. Today I've taken a break to actually spend some time with you guys. So I hope, you know, you will um, just bear with us as we try and have a little bit of a conversation and an interesting topic with a lovely guy who um, I really appreciate. Uh, Philip has a great book, and he's going to tell us more about his book, which is about inspiration. And, yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. So just welcome to everybody. And Lady T, so lovely to have you. You don't know. This is, this is a big moment. <laughs> It's a big moment for you, Ma. It's a big moment for me over here. So I'm blessed and highly favored that you allowed me to come back on the air and fit me in between your time frame. And it's not that you're trying to achieve a dream, Ebony. You've always put the footwork in to achieve your dreams. So let me just say congratulations yeah. on that and going back to school. I'm so like you're you're a very awesome spirit that keeps it moving. I really, really, really look up to you. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? It is never too old to realize your dreams. And I think when I get through this year, I'm going to do a show which is just about your dreams and how hard <laughs> it it can seem, but so fulfilling. It's just so fulfilling when you do it. And um, of course, I miss blog talk, but I absolutely you know, um, enjoy what I'm doing right now. And, uh, yeah, I, recently I started a new job delivering training, corporate training um, for people who do project management. So, there, you know, there is so much, so much more, um, you know, that we are, that, that I am involved in now. But it, mm-hmm. it's a journey. It's such a journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, people know as you get older it's hard sometimes you take on new learning, you know, new things can seem like a little bit of a challenge because 
we're not challenging ourselves all the time with that kind of learning. But um, I have learned so much along the road just by putting myself out there and putting my neck on the line and my pride and, you know, all the things, you know, your <laughs> vulnerability. And, and right. <laughs> you, just, you know, you're afraid to get it wrong, afraid that people think you're stupid, but, like, you know, what are you doing? But, it, you know, it's amazing how it can really transform your life and your thinking to just, just step out there in faith and, you know, go with your gut feeling that you can do this, you can do it at any time. It makes no difference. Age makes no difference to what you can mm-hmm. achieve. So I love what I'm doing. And maybe one day I'll dedicate a show to some of the things I have learned from the experience. But it, it, it's been absolutely amazing, and it's so amazing to be here tonight. How has it been for you? Because I did put in the, the write-up, we're going to have a little goth, so uh, uh, gossip. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to keep... I'm, I'm going to keep our guests waiting a little bit while we have a little chin wag, and he can listen in and, and listen to girls talk. But what's been going okay. on for you? Come on, what's going on? Well, you know, like you said, life life has been a journey, and I have really, you know, come across some things, trials and tribulations that I had to work through for myself and really didn't realize that they were such um, – such issues in my life until I had to be kind of uprooted and reassess what it was that I wanted in life, what I wanted out of life, and how I was going to actually obtain it. So at this point in time, I have relocated to another state with a different state of mind. So with that, you know, I'm I'm embracing life for really what it is and not looking at it like a kind of a a backsliding, but an uprising. Let's just say that, you know, because I've had to humble myself and, you know, I, I came back home. I'm in Michigan with my father. He ran for election and he ran, well, he oh. ran for re-election. Yeah. So I came right. back to help my daddy out. I'm a daddy's girl to the fullest to the nth degree. So it was, it was a very, it was an eye-opening experience, let alone flashbacks from left and right and left and right. And, Tribulations that I've had to work through, so I'm flashbacking of the flashbacks of the flashbacks. So I'm I'm doing good. I'm in a good place right now. I'm really I'm really happy. I'm really happy, and I haven't been able to say that in a long time. Oh, that's fantastic! And I feel uh, like we're going on a similar journey. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. Let me just check. You can hear me. So um, I I feel like we're going on a similar journey, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to places that you think you have passed and you will not return, and returning there and actually finding that, you know, it can bring fresh energy, it can bring healing, it can help you to move forward in your life. That's got to be a really good thing. So I really applaud you in taking that massive step. I know last year was a challenging year for you, but, you know, you sound so much better and so happy. I am just happy to have you on board. And, you know, we, we, can, we can share, keep some of it. We'll keep it for the, the later shows um, because there, are, there is more. There is always more that we can give to our listeners. But I just want to say to the listeners out there, hold on to your seats. Hang in with us. 
we're going to have a conversation, of course, um, with the author of this amazing book, um, which he, I will get him to tell you about his book because he's so fired up about his book, and I'm so proud of him and the work that he has been doing. So I, I don't really want to get too deep into it. I'm going to leave the suspense and let him share with you what he feels about his own book. But um, just to kind of get us started so we can kind of set the whole scene for this conversation, I found this song um, by Luther Vandross uh, about a week ago, which I didn't know, and I probably know every Luther Vandross song. So I didn't know this one, which is called Right in the Middle. But I love it because the words are amazing, and it kind of explains the whole thing about where your head needs to be when you're thinking about trying to inspire yourself to a greater state of mind. So mm. let's listen to that and then we'll bring Philip in and we'll chew him up and have a conversation about his book. <laughs> we'll learn how to inspire others and ourselves to greatness. So here we go. Enjoy. Some pride you win. You don't have a thing to prove. Just 
Welcome back. Um, my phone went down, but I am back. Lady T, you there? Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> you know, you know these things happen. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, I'm sitting back here tickled because it's not me. It's sick. I'm tickled because it's not me, and it's both of us still floundering around trying to figure it out. I'm with you, though, sister. I'm with you, though. Well, my excuse is I haven't been here for a while, so listeners, you gotta, you got to excuse me. you got to excuse me. I still have some issues with the board and my phone trying to sort everything out. But Lord help me, we're going to get through this. Um, so I just want to welcome those people who have logged on, those people who are on my switchboard right now. Nice to see you guys. Nice to know that we're still feeling the love from you. <laughs> we've, been, we've been away for a while, so great to have you. Um, okay, so tonight, we, I, there's so many things that have happened this week. Uh, let's just say first, today, hearing about the guy in Cleveland who took his own life, and he's been on the run for a while, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You, know, you heard that story, mm-hmm. Lady T? Yeah. Yes, I just that, that that has, heard it today. Right. Yeah. He's been on the run. And the story is interesting because I've been watching some of the comments on YouTube and everywhere else where people are, you know, there's been a little bit of disagreement about, you know, whether this person – was what he did was fueled by a woman in the relationship, or was he just a bad guy? 
I don't really know. I don't know what you think about it, but I was like a little bit concerned about his mental health. You know, he's running around. Um, you know, apparently he was working in the whole area of mental health, but that doesn't stop you from having mental health issues. But at the same time, can someone else be responsible for your actions when you also in the same breath say, you know, I was gambling all everything away that I had, and then, you know, is a woman also in the midst of that supposed to still stay with you? I mean, I know we're supposed to be the ride or die chicks. That's what people want. But <laughs> can you do that? It's, you know what I mean? I was a little bit like, like really? Right. I think that's a little further than a woman's supposed to sit there and still be stroking his head and saying, it's okay, baby. It's okay. You're still my baby. It's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you on that. That that goes beyond a ride or die chick. You must want to die because that's the kind of, that feels like, (laughs) that kind of feels like the world he's leading down to and, can you really, like you said, can you blame somebody else for your actions? Like if you harm somebody, yeah. you were not responsible for putting that gun to their head. They did that with their own actions, their own mindset. So yeah, I'm kind of right then, there with and you. Also, yeah, and then also the poor, innocent 74-year-old, uh, you know, Mr. Godwin, who did nothing and someone ends up putting a gun at his head and takes his life and takes him out before his time. Like, why did you do that? Why? He had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even he wasn't even known to the person. So, right. you know, for me, just watching it from across the pond, I'm like, really, really, I my heart goes out to that, all of them, everybody concerned, everybody involved. And I know people are, like, celebrating him killing himself today, and I still think that's very sad they ended that way. But, um, ooh, relationships. Relationships are in trouble. Relationships are in trouble. I seriously mm-hmm. say that. I don't know. Philip, are you, are you there? Are you listening into this adult women's conversation? Because I know you're a young <laughs> guy. What do you think? What do you think about what's been going on? Well, you know, um, Ebony, and, uh, and I'm happy that you broke this up because um, last night I was looking at the, the family, and it was on uh, all of the networks, and um. I saw them on um, Don Lemon. He's the host from um, CNN, and the mother, the, the mother, the daughter, and also the um, the brother. They were saying that um, that um, they, they didn't want um, Steven Stevenson to really, really take his own life. They just wanted him to give herself in. And, and, and the mother has said something interesting, and it really, really brought tears to my eyes. Though, with the sitting there looking, looking at their family and how when he was grieving, the whole world was grieving, you know, with them. And it really, really shows yeah. us, and I think a lady C can be a testament to this too, that we're all living in the last and the evil days. And the devil, he just gets in people's mind and winds up making them do this kind of stuff that they ain't got no business, you know, doing. So, you know, my, my heart really, really goes out for, you know, that family. And, you know, the uh, the, uh, the, um, the father, Mr. Uh, Godwin, you know, you know he, they say he was actually – Walking, you know, minding his own business, and they said this this uh, incident happened. I guess it was during the um the Easter holiday, and it, 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 and it really really shows you that you know you really really have to really be extra extra careful not only with taking control of your actions, but you really really have to be careful about yeah. putting putting stuff like this on the social media, like the YouTubes and the Facebooks and 
the Twitters. Wow. Maybe you and I both know back in the day where when people wanted to get their message out, the only thing that we had back in the day is newspaper, radio, and television. Those were actually the main three sources. But now since social media has taken this adversity beyond the extreme levels, you really, really have to be extra as careful what to say and what to do because with technology nowadays, you know, it's so unpredictable. You just don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that we have DLW listening. I don't know. I think I brought him in. DLW, are you there, DLW? Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, Empress. And Lady T, hey, what's you going doing? on? And, uh, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful. Lady what's T the gentleman's house? name as well? Yes, Lady T, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> how we are also you? have um, author Philip Baranian. Is it, I'm not saying your name right, Philip. Am I saying the third name Bar- right? It's Baranian. Baranian. Okay. Barry. Okay, Barry. Nice to meet you, brother. How yeah. you doing? Oh, I'm I'm blessed, my brother. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, listen, I am actually from Cleveland. Uh, this is my hometown. Right. And we had we were actually on my show when I was informed Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, that this man was uh running loose. And yes, um Robert uh, Godwin Sr., uh, I believe he was 74 years old, was heading home from uh, Easter dinner with his family. And this guy, uh, Stevie Stevenson, whatever he calls himself, um, was distraught over the breakup with uh, with his ex-girlfriend. I believe her first name was Joy. I can't remember her last name. But uh, all afternoon, he had been broadcasting live um, Facebook broadcasts saying that he was going to hurt people, he was going to kill people. He'd been calling friends and telling them that. And then randomly, he walked up to this man and and basically killed him, you know, shot him in the head. And mm-hmm. uh, the family is a lot more forgiving than I than I could be at this point. Um, I understand forgiveness is for your own soul, but this this man, this kind man, Mr. Robert Godwin, wasn't ready to go. Um, he he was loved by his family and friends, and it was a senseless murder uh, by a coward. Mm-hmm. A man who was mm-hmm. uh, refused to come to the grips of uh, the reality that a relationship that he once had with a woman that was that's over, and you know we've all had relationships that have begun and we thought that we were going to be in them for a long, a long period of time, and it's come to an end. So you know, I, I think he should have dealt. With, of course, you know. It's an understatement to say he should have dealt with this a completely different way. But then, you know, he was pinged in in PA yesterday, and they caught him. They caught him today. They actually pursued him. They spotted his car, and a small chase ensued. And once they had him cornered, 
as they moved into the car, moved towards the car, uh, the police heard one single shot, and that was a self-inflicted gun wound in which he took his own life. Um, it's unfortunate that um, two lives have been lost, and many other yeah. lives, the families, uh, have been completely torn apart. Um, but this is, unfortunately, uh, this is the, the, the times that we're living in. And it's so yeah. ironic that this man was actually uh, a counselor or some type of, he worked in the uh, the medical field uh, at Beachbrook, which is a medical, um, a uh, mental uh, institution here in Cleveland. And the other, um, Murtis Taylor, was the place where his ex-girlfriend worked. And I actually worked there for three years myself. Uh, a different facility, but mm-hmm. the same, the the same company. But you know, in in closing, wow. you know, just to sum this all up, it's just I think what we have to do is be much more diligent in mm-hmm. um, dealing with anger management and conflict resolutions. Uh, we have to continue to let people know that they are cared for, that they are loved, and we have to make sure that this is something that, that continues within our own families, and we have to start at home with that, that love and that affection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I I am so worried nowadays about how people are dealing with the whole anger thing. I, you know, um, I think if you look at the spats that people are having online, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there, and it's not, it isn't healthy, it isn't good at all. But thank you so much for um, shedding that light for us on that particular thing. Um, I, I'm going to move us on because I don't want us to get stuck in that conversation because the whole world is talking about it right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it's worrying. It's, mental health is one of the areas I think that the whole world is, short on really taking serious action and support for we we just you know we if you look at the comments of people today really people saying you know he should have died he should have that you know he deserved everything and i hear all of that but there is someone there suffering from mental health could we have done something sooner did anybody know of you know it's, it's so many questions come up and he's not the only one who I, I'm saying he's responding that way, but there's a lot of people out there, men and women, who are not able to deal with their emotions. And rejection is a big thing now in our society. Nobody wants to be rejected. I don't know what happened years ago when people were being rejected, right? But now suddenly you're being rejected. It's the end of your life or somebody else's life. And we have seen so many cases of women um, being killed, um, men being killed, you know, all sorts of stuff happening because of rejection, you know, if my family breaks down, I've got to just not take this person, uh, take myself away, but I need to take out the whole family. And you now hear of whole families going as a result. It's, you know, here, this is an innocent man, but we've heard cases in the last few years of whole families going, children being killed. And all of this, we need to address it as a society. I don't know if we ever will. Um, you know, we just all look in horror, throw our hands up, and then we wait for the next case. But I think 
serious conversation needs to be had somewhere about what we start to do about some of the behaviors that are going on around us. I don't know, Lady T, if you want to contribute anything. What do you think about anything else that you think about what's going on before I move it on? Well, I, I mean, I kind of feel like mental health, people kind of just like, you know, put it to, to the side. And what people don't really understand is almost everybody, I'm just saying almost, I'm not saying everyone, I'm just saying a lot of people have mental health issues. If it's not depression, if it's not like thoughts yeah. of maybe hurting themselves from situational type things, but we need to embrace people more instead of giving them that stigma that's attached to it. I mean, this is also with our military that come out with PTSD. These are with people that are in our everyday mm-hmm. society that something could trigger them. So the empathy, I feel like, is not there or it's lost. Or people want to just chalk them up yeah. and, oh, they're crazy. Give them a crazy card. And then you just cast them aside. But I also feel yeah. deeply that you don't deserve to take a life because of something that you are going through at that point in time. That's, uh, I mean, it's not even mm-hmm. fair. It's beyond comprehension to me. You, I feel like in life, you take a life, you need to really give a life because that wasn't your life to take. When it's your time, he will let you know it's your time. And for somebody to step in because they're having problems in a relationship, well, I mean, shoot, a, a month later, you might not even be in that relationship again. So you've taken all these lives mm-hmm. because of a simple moment in time. And we really need to sit back and take note of that. And like you said, really acknowledge it, which um, society is not doing. Yeah. And I think as well people need to be more careful about the relationships that they get into. I think you right. know, when, you're, when you're in a relationship that's just going on and on and on, but you know you have left the building Leave the building early. Do not sit in the building, you know, and letting, you know, the bad feelings fester. And then eventually one day, like we do, when it all gets to a head, you go, I'm out. And the other person just cannot get it. Because often it's not that last-minute decision. The decision was made a long time ago. But, you know, you're sitting around waiting for change to happen, for this to happen, for that to happen. It never happens. Truth <laughs> is, you know, a lot of the... That's I'm true. Saying it's right. Happening. No, 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 that's so true. On, right. You're still there. You're still there. And eventually that mm-hmm. person begins to believe that whatever is wrong is right because you have in your actions said you're okay because you're still here. You're still right. condoning it somehow in your actions of being there and being present. Right. And I think, you know, people just need to find more courage to kind of like, when you see shit, you see the red flag, come on, let it go. Do not support the craziness because actually it will not get better. And clearly it hasn't. Uh, you know, she was in a relationship with that person for a long time. He never mm-hmm. got better. If anything, right. he got worse. So, right. You know, um, it's just a lesson for everybody, you know. Relationships are hard. They're not easy. But um, I don't want to lose all the time we have, so let me get to this conversation with Philip. Hey, Philip. Hey. I don't know what that is. Somebody's phone ringing. Philip, are you there? I'm still here. Okay. So do you want to tell us about your book, Demonial of One's True Greatness? And I just really want oh, to appreciate sure. you for coming on tonight. So thank you. 
interested, you know, tell us yeah. about the book. And uh, oh, maybe let's start with you. Tell us a bit about you, and then tell us a bit about your book. Okay, sure. Um, first of all, okay, sure. Well, first of all, I want to give a, a lot, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ honor. I want to give a shout out to my mom, Pastor Barry, my sister Regina Barry, and all of my friends in New York City, and also in Georgia. And I definitely want to give a shout out to you, Miss Ebony Empress, and also to Lady T for giving me the opportunity to talk to your audience. We all know that God is good. Now, with that, Thanks. with that humbly being, with that humbly being said, um, well, I'm a child of God who loves with all my heart, and. I was born with a disability, what is called a genetic deformity, that's dealing with the arms and the legs. And despite of um, my disability, you know, I was still able to, you know, prove all of the physicians and the naysayers wrong because the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, it said, before you was in your mother's womb, I already knew you. So the Lord had already knew what he was going to do with me before I even could say mama and daddy, which was a good thing. So... So with that being said, you know, I, I'm very, very spiritual and I love people. And I just love doing things that's really, really going to try to help people cope with whatever adversity in which they're going through. And like I've always said, Ms. Ebony, you know, we're all living in these dangerous times. But someone needs someone that's really going to be able to give them the word of encouragement, the equipment to deal with in their everyday life. And until they not get it, they're going to be just like a ship without a cell. They're going to be... Selling all over the place, and we 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 all know you don't have a captain or conductor of your ship. We're gonna go round and round in circles. We already know that there's no end to, to a circle. It keeps on going round and round till you get dizzy. Okay. So, what made you, uh, you know, think of this title, and you know, why did you? I know you want to help people, but what made you choose this? kind of book, because I, I see that it's got poems and short stories, and they're all kind of around a, a kind of motivational, inspirational, um, you know, what what made you pull this, this bunch of stuff together and create a book out of it? Well, what made me do it is, um, you know, um, saying when I'm talking to you, the Lord has spoke to me perfectly, and he wanted me to to write this book that was really, really going to call that Captivates you know, the problems in which we all have faced. And I felt that, you know, with all the stuff that's going on with, you know, that, you know the, the person that killed the son also killed the, um, you know, the father. And, you know, it's, you know, my heart just went out for people like that because, you know, when you've been through a lot of things in your life, you have to be that example to let people know, listen, I've been through this. You don't have to go through it because I've been through it already. And what made me really, really write the book, I was listening to um to Steve Harvey, and he's one of my favorite um comedians of all time, but if you listen to a show keeps it real. And he was on one and he was on one of the um, I think it was called the T V N uh special that they had on the host the first time. And he has said something interesting. Okay. He said that you really, really cannot go you really cannot have a testimony without going through a test. And he said that when you're going mm-hmm. through something, you're not going through it because of yourself. You're going through it for other people. That way you'll be able to teach them then listen, I've been through this before. I'm, I'm showing you ways and steps of how to um, cope with whatever you're going through. So that's what really, really made me write this book because I want to really, really let people know, keep them aware that despite of what you will have gone through, that just remember that God, that God says high, he looks low, and he's the only one that can get you out of whatever situation that's if you let him. 
So I felt that with this time that I did, I felt like I had to do it within this moment because, you know, with all the stuff that's really, really, you know, going on, people just don't even have the confidence, the the faith, not even the enthusiasm that they, that they should be having. So I kind of, like, felt like it was my obligation, according to the Lord, to really, really give them something that was really, really going to let them see that there's life more than them. Okay. That, that's really a great thing. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something, which is maybe not what you were expecting, but I'd love you to read something from the book, maybe one of your poems, um, or a really short story if you like, but something that gives us an idea of what's in the book. Okay. Um, this is called my role. It's called They Call Me a Nomad. That's one of the, um, you saw that when you got, when you got low on your Kindle. And what a nomad is, a nomad is actually a traveler who's been through, you know, many places, and they've seen many things. And whenever you go from, you know, travel that you was in to restoration, you know, it's really, really preparing you for, you know, your future and your destiny. But with that being said, I can, I can recite it for you. And it says, they call me nomad. They say I'm a nomad, but today I can surely say I'm so glad. People have thought I wouldn't make it just because they couldn't take it. They want to blame me. Can I have taken the stairs to Oz? I even have to change these old one-out shoes. I may not stand tall because of my height, but with the God's love and anointing of my life, I can show people time and time again that I still can reach the stars any day and night. Oh, wow. Wow. When did you write that one? Oh, I wrote that when I was in college. Okay. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, very, very different. It's very, very poignant. Yeah, to the point, and it's uh, short but simple, yet so sweet. I like that. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Good. So, you know, we were talking about relationships a bit at the beginning. Have any of your relationships, or have you been in any relationships? I don't know. I'm making an assumption there. But how has relation? I'm talking about love relationships now. Been for you? Have you been involved in any relationships? Well, you know what, Ebony, the the, the relationship in which I really, really been in is, is my relationship with the Holy Father. And the reason why I said it is because right. you know the, one thing about the Holy Father is that you know He's not going to break your heart. He's never going to lie to you, and He's never going to really, really tell you things that you know you don't want to hear. And and, and like I said, that that's see that should be all of our main objective is to maintain that relationship with the father because he will never yeah. divorce you and neither will he ever um you know disown you. So that's my relationship with him because he's the only he's the number one person in my life. Mhm. I love that. I love that. Do you have a really strong connection with him? Clearly. It sounds like it. Yes, we all do, not just me, we you all have- do listen. As long as you're talking living and breathing, it's not because of our own doing, it's because of him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to ask about how you're using the book, because I know you say that, you know, you wrote it for people to help people. Um, have you had many people reach out to you with, and, and buy the book, or, you know, how it, how is it going in terms of your marketing of your book and getting it out to the public out there? Who you want to well, help? 
well, you know, Ebony, like I always said, um, when I wrote the book, you know, I didn't really write it for myself. You know, I wrote it for, it's kind of like a prescription for the soul. What I meant by that is that, you know, when right. the soul has been mentally and physically damaged, you want to try to give it, mm-hmm. which I call it, which I call it the, the Holy Ghost uh, injection, which would which will really inject that life back in, back into it. And, you know, like, like I've always said, you know, you know, knowing that this right here is really, really, which I call the last in the evil days, I want to really, really try to, you know, not only, um, you know, to people, but, you know, all nationalities, you know, by letting them know, hey, listen, um, we all have been through a lot of stuff in our life, but whatever we, whatever we all have gone through, that's how you were able to handle it. So to answer your question, um, I've been really doing, like, the um, – the marketing, you know, like we're talking to um, shows like yours, which I did plenty. Uh, my stuff has been on mm-hmm. YouTube, in my book trailers. Um, I'm already on Google. And I, I even had the privilege of sending one of my books to uh, Tom Joyner, and he actually received it. And I know he told me in the um, in an email that as soon as he gets some downtime, he was going to read it. So, you know, I've been, you know, I've been really, really doing what I can do to get the word out. Oh, wow. Amazing. Well, it should be a bestseller soon. I, I'm going to ask my other listeners who are on. I know I've got DLW and Lady T. Do you guys have some questions for our author, Philip, here? Do you have anything that you want to ask him? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have a question. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of authors uh, tend to use um, their life experiences and, and put that in a book. Um, have you thought about um, doing any other type of uh, any other type of writings like either poetry or fiction or anything of that nature? Well, to answer your question, sir, you know I've um, been blessed to have written um, twenty five books, which actually having my first one published. And I can go through all the titles of my books that um that I've written. Like um, there's one book which I'm hopefully to have out um next year. It's on um, the testimony of greatness two and three because the Lord had wanted me to do a trilogy. And when we think about the trilogy, we think we think about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And um, I also wrote a book about um, but this book right here was dedicated to my father who made that transition. And it was actually called The Embodiment of an Elderly Aunt. And what that book is really, really dealing with is really dealing with the testimony of my father, who really, really believed in parenting. He believed in becoming a man. He really believed in providing for his family. And, you know, all all, all of my books have genres that really, really fit, you know, basic themes. Like The Testimony of Greatness talks about, you know, overcoming adversity. The Embodiment of an Elderly Aunt talks about, using the ant as like the model to show young men that this is how you provide for your family because the ant is really the greatest um, teacher. Then I talk about, um, you know, working together. I talk about um, A Woman's Diary, which is the book uh, which I'm actually um, completing. So, you know, I, you know, I've done mostly um, all, of, all of the genres that needed to be done. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay. Wow. Well, I think D.L.W., he's read one of his poems at the beginning. Um, Do you want to share another poem just so that, you know, D.L.W. is aware? I don't know if he he realized that was a poem that you were reading before, but do you want to share another poem with us 
just so we get more of an an acquaintance with your work. Okay, sure. Uh, here's one poem I wrote, which is actually dedicated to my grandmother, who also made that um, transition. And before we write, read that poem, let me just tell you what, what the poem is about. It's called Grandmama. And what the poem is really about, Ebony, it's really, really dedicated to grandmother because, you know, I'm from the old school. And one thing we can say about grandmothers, that grandmothers, they prayed. They made sure that you walked, uh, you know, you walked up right. They made sure that you kept your, you know, your mind on the Lord. And they made sure that you went to church. And we don't really, really have grandmothers, especially in nowadays, though, because grandmothers, they really, really, I, I usually call them being forces of the family because they made sure that everything was where it needed to be. And you really, really don't find so many grandmothers nowadays. Let me know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a few. Okay, I was just saying, Philip, you know, that there's still some worthy grandmothers out there who are doing a great job. Let's not forget them. Yes. Okay, but I, I hear well, you know, we, you we, we didn't call them grandmamas, we call them big mamas. You know, the real big mamas, the ones that was in their 50s and 60s and 70s. You know, not these nanas we got nowadays at 38 and 35 years old is partying with their kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. But like I said, you know, you, you, you know that's the point. You know, where, you know, where the grandmothers like when you meet them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let me well, get to I, the poem. It's I think called... that's, a, that's a question out there for your for the public, right, to think about. Where are the grandmothers? I'm sure there are plenty of grandmothers. I guess it's a, what you're talking about is a quality of an experience that a child would have from a grandmother. And looking at it as, you know, um, the whole role that a grandmother plays um, and how they would nurture you in a slightly different way to the way that your mother would and you would cherish that experience as a separate one um, which helps you to grow in a slightly different way to the way that you you know your parents would grow you because you, your grandparents always have a bit more time um, you know unless they're the 35 year olds that still need to party but you know they would, they would generally have a bit more time for you <laughs> <laughs> well, out of the baking cakes and doing all the things that you think a grandmother idealistically should do for you, but like I'm sure you know people can be challenged to be better grandmothers, whoa, and or grandparents. Let's not let's keep it equal to both. But yeah, I I totally get what you're saying. I I want to throw you a little bit off that point, but get you to think a little bit more deeply and maybe share more because I think. What I'd like the listeners to do is to try and understand more about you, um, and I don't think so far we're very we're, we're getting enough of an understanding about you. But that could be just my opinion, or just the way I'm I'm hearing your conversation. But I know that you um, you mentioned that your grandmother um, transitioned, and so did your father. What was the impact of uh, you know those relationships, losing those relationships? in that way for you as a young person? How did it affect you? Well, you know, um, Ebony, it really, really affected me, you know, uh, mentally because one thing that my father, 
did, and I and, and I miss him dearly to this day, is that he really, really believed in providing for the family. And I remember um, back in the day, and I'm sure that Miss Lady T, you can uh, attest to this too. Like back in the South, where when you grew up in the South, you know, you, uh, you really, really had what they call back in the day a fourth grade education, which means you have to come out of school at an early age, and you really, really have to work to help support, you know, the family. And my father really, really didn't have that education because he was always working. But one thing that he didn't, and, and see, that's why it's so important to know that, you know, his, his story is a testimony for other people, that despite of him not having the education, he actually made up for it, though, because he was able to, um, you know, do mathematics like it, was, like it was nothing. He was able to help people move things. He was good with mechanical stuff, electricity stuff. And just by him becoming that example, it really, really made me realize that instead of me making excuses, you make adjustments. Now, back in the day, my father really, really didn't make no excuse for himself because, you know, back in those days that coming out of school early, it was really no choice, though. He had to do what he had to do. But um, from there on, you know, after working in the South, you know, he, he um, from the South, he moved to New York. And from and he started out as a as a co-op, which was a maintenance man. And from the maintenance man, he became the head superintendent of five co-op buildings. And anything that people needed from him, you know, he would get up like five or six in the morning to put on his his working clothes and go help the people that needed. And to answer your question, you know, when I had lost him in um, 2007, you know, it really really hurting me dearly though because you know it's, it's like when you lose someone that close, you know, on this earthly world, you know, it's really going to take you a while to really, really get over it. And the only thing that I remember my father doing is that he really, really showed me that, you know, in his life, you know, just don't think you can do it on your own. Learn to surround yourself with positive people. And that always, and that, and that always stuck with me. Mm. Wow, that's too true. And was your dad in the church as well? Was he a pastor or anything? Well, my father, he was a deacon. <laughs> okay. So did you grow up? You grew up spiritually bound. You grew up in the church. You grew up with a granny hands-on. So that's kind of, oh, yeah. am I getting oh, it yeah. right? Am I getting, I'm not trying to, you know, make your life for you, but I'm trying to, like, Ebony kind of say so we can get more from you and know who you are and what brought all this out. They were so hands-on that that's what kind of got you to this point where you wrote the books that you have. Are all of your books published also, or is it just the ones that we're talking about right now? Uh, just the ones you're talking about now. That's the one that's published. Okay. Um, also, I mean, I'm not trying to take this and run with it, but can you kind of let us know which which is your favorite that you've written and why is it your favorite? Uh, what do you mean? Like my favorite book, my my favorite poem. Yeah, well, your favorite kind of book that kind of all comes together, like this book has, or are they in are they all separate? Like, what is it that you know out of everything that you've written, even if it isn't published or what it is, what is it that basically sums up who it is you are that you've come to this point? Well, you know, it sums up a lot. You know, it sums up um, an author who's very, very humble. And who's very, very concerned about what's going on, you know, around them. Because 
you know, like I was saying, you know, earlier about how you look at, you know, the guy, Steven Stevenson, who killed, you know, the old guy, and you look around, you see we have a president that all doesn't even know what he's doing. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know it, it really, really concerns me how, you know, things that people are going through, and you really, really want to try to come in there and really, really try to be an advocate or a mediator to really, really save them from going down the wrong path. So, so mm-hmm. to answer your question from the best of my ability, as me being an author, I'm more of an author for the people. I'm trying to really, really be that voice, little word wise, to give them something to think about. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about God using me to get to them. Mm. So you see yourself as a vessel. You're a vessel in this world to be able to speak the word and what it is your testimony is and what it is you've been through to give back. Yes. Yes, because we all, it comes back, it comes back to what Steve Farley was saying. He said, you can I have a testimony we're actually going through a test and we all have experienced some kind of test in our life. But at the same time, God was able to bring us out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Amen okay. to that. Yeah. So what's your biggest test so far? Cause I, how old are you? I mean, do, I, do you mind me asking? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, well, I mean, um, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 41 years old, and I still like a, um, a baby because I take yeah. care of myself every day. And, um, you know, yeah, like I said, okay. again, just waking up in the morning, giving thanks to God for letting me, you know, be amongst the living because, you know, some people, they go to sleep and don't even wake up. So I'm just grateful that I have the breath that I have in my body to see another day. Okay. So what is what has been, in your 41 years on this planet, what has been your biggest challenge so far, uh, apart from your disability? You know, I mean, we all have things that, will challenge us in life. But when you're giving that testimony, what is the biggest thing that you've overcome, you know, helped you to reinstall your faith in God? You know, what what has it been for you? Well, you know, as I, you know, as I, as I said in the beginning of the program, but how I was born with a, um, a disability, you know, with club hands and club feet, and how the doctors have predicted I was never going to be able to do the stuff that, you know, other, other people are doing. And I think that was the the biggest test that I had. But you know what? What I always tell us a lot of people, Ebony, and I want your audience to to get this revelation because revelations are real. That whenever it's like this, when when God created characters in the Bible, He knew exactly what the plot was going to be. He knew what the storyline was going to be. Mm-hmm. He basically knew what the ending was going to be. So all of us were actually characters playing out the parts that we have to play, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking so about? So a bit like yeah, we're so, in a story, like we're part of a mm-hmm. story and we're playing our part in that story, and we don't know how the story's going to end or where the story goes, but we're playing our part anyway. Am I yes. right? I don't know. Yes. Definitely, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 like I said, that's what life is, you know, life. And we as humans, we're the characters, so we have to play according to how the script was written. Mhm. But it, we, we're kind of working against, to a certain degree, an unknown script because nobody actually gets told how the, how the story ends, but their individual story, how it might end. And I think where you're talking about inspiring people and getting people to understand 
how fortunate they are in that they just wake up every day. I think we talk about it, and people are almost blase about it, but we don't really, really take it as seriously as maybe we should. But even if we did, we have no control over it anyway. It it will be what it will be. Um, and sometimes I think what people want to do is write the script for themselves. They want to, you know, pen it, decide how it's going to be, and maybe this guy even we've been talking about today, you know, wanting to bring the end in our own way. But I think when you have a faith, and maybe this is how I understand God, that you allow him to write the script and you you go along with whatever the, wherever the journey takes you in faith, knowing that the script is being written and which whatever happens will be, uh, you know, the intention of the writer. It will not be your intention because you don't control it. No. no like I said again, because God, God had, let me tell you something that I mean, God had already written a script long before we was in our mother's womb. So, again, we're just going according yeah. to what we tell us to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear you. There's another side to that as well. Um, you know, the, the Bible talks about faith without works and, uh, you know, not just being having blind faith, but doing the do, walking the walk. And how important do you think it is, you know, for people to be actively involved in, you know, their own destiny? Well, you know, you know what, um, wait, 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 can you read the question again? So my question was, you know, the Bible talks about faith. And there's one aspect to belief and, and uh, you know, spirituality or religion, whichever way you want to look at it. There's one aspect which says, you know, we we, we allow God to decide what, what will happen. And, um, and I'm asking, the other side is about faith and work and um, being more active in your, in your involvement in whatever your destiny, destiny may be. And I'm saying, how do you feel about active involvement in your own destiny? So um, actually doing things that might help to create the outcome that you're looking for. So, for example, we were talking about relationships, right? So a lot of people say in a religious context, well, I'm waiting for God to find me the person that he's already designed for me because he, knew, he knows who I should be with. Okay, and um, and what road road that or route that should take, um, but then there are other people who say that you know God has given you a mind and a heart, and He gives given you the free will to choose. You should go ahead and make your choice based on your inspiration from God. So I'm asking, how do you feel about that side of things? Or are you someone who just totally waits and and goes with what you think God is telling you. Well, you know what I mean? Like I've always said earlier, you know, my mother, she's a pastor, and, you know, to answer, your, you know, your question, I'm trying to answer this, you know, humbly and fairly. I just go according to what the Lord wants, because at the end of the day, he makes a decision. Okay. 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 All right. Well, 
I I I think we've probably exhausted all we can on the book. I don't know if there's anything more that you want to share. I think it's important to tell people where they can find your book. They want to get a hold of a copy, you know. And are you doing any book signings or anything? Do you want to tell us about, you know, that side of things? How do we get hold of the book? Where is it located? And are you doing any signings or anything where people can meet you directly? Well, sure. As a matter of fact, um, those who are interested in, um, I'm not going to say my book. It's your book. It's dedicated to you all. You can find it on um, Amazon.com. And you can also go to um, www.buybooksontheweb.com. And it's also available on, you know, Kindle. Whatever device that you guys have is available on there. Okay. Amazing. Good. And are you doing any book signings this year or any, uh, you know, um, events where people can come and meet you? Yes, as a matter of fact, on um, on September uh, 9th of this year, I'm going to be going to um, this book festival here in Georgia, and I've been invited to it. I know the lady that's hosting me, and she found out how I was a um, you know, local author, so she gave me the invitation. She wants me to come and participate with this big event, which is going to be like my my first one, and I'm going to be meeting, um, you know, authors, best-selling authors I haven't even heard of, but, you know, that's where I'll be, you know, to really, really set up under the guidance to really, really learn from other authors, like, what did it, uh, how did they, how were they able to use their platform to get them where they're at now, so that's, um, that's what I'm getting ready for in advance, and, I'm, and I can't wait to, um, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Sounds great to me. I wish you a lot of luck with it. Um, Lady TDLW, do you want to add anything, or are we ready to let our author go? Because he has done a great job in really explaining what the book is. But is there anything that you guys want to add? Are you both quiet? And no, I'm here. No, I was... <laughs> 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 you know me. You know me. I'm I know. Five I know. That's why when I, I they got the, they got themselves on mute. Oh Lord, nothing changes. Okay, old habits die hard. Dad die hard. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> well, I just want to say we so appreciate you know you coming on and showing us your views and what it is that you know that brought you to this point right now in life, and to kind of touch on what you know Ebony was talking about. I'm kind of that person that. I understand that, you know, he is already, um, he's writing my book, but he's not done writing my book. So it's kind of like I am open to other things that come my way, but I can also push the envelope and help him write my book. So I'm kind of that type of person that believes in that, you know, you cannot assist your destiny because there are so many things that you have opportunities to do in a day and different people's lives you can touch, different things that you can do, you have to be able to embrace that, put yourself out there, like Ebony says, and be able to um, kind of parlay on what it is that's brought to the forefront for you. So I'm, I'm one of those people that now I'm very proactive in what it is that I want to do. Before, I might have sat back a little because I feel like, you know, yeah, he, he does know what it is that, you know, he has set off for us. But I am kind of don't have that patience, <laughs> and I'm working on that. Patience is a virtue. 
but I don't have that patience to not, you know, assist the situation and make the make it go a little faster, a little faster, because time is fleeting. And like you said, tomorrow is not promised to anybody, as we see. You can walk down the street, and the way people are nutting up these days, you might not be able to bust that corner. So I live from moment to moment in the here and now. I, from my experiences, I haven't been able to plan for the future. I'm just the here and now, let's get it, let's go, and let me assist you, assess us to help us. So that's kind of like my, the method of my madness. Let's find out what's going on with D.L. Duffy's madness. <laughs> Come on, D.L. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to thank the brother for coming on and, and sharing his yeah. testimony with the listening audience, and I think it's extremely important that people recognize that there are people out there who are going through similar uh, situations and ordeals as as you are, because some people at, at some point in time feel that they're the only person that's dealing with a particular situation. And when they realize that there are other people out there that's dealing with something that's similar to that, then they feel that they're not alone. So um, I, I think, you know, I haven't had a chance to read the book. I definitely uh, will look for it. Um, but I, I also believe that if, um, you know, just continue to walk in your journey, brother. You know, you're doing what you need yeah. to do in order to uh, uplift and empower others. And that's what we're here to do. That's what we're all here to do. We more people should take an active part in that. And if we did, then you know the world would be a lot safer place and a lot better place. So, thanks again for your contribution. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I want to say yeah. I want to say to you all. Thank you all for giving me the um the opportunity because you know what, Ebony and Lady T and the, and the brother that just gave me a compliment. You know, what I'm saying to your audience, and I want your audience to really, really know and understand that, you know, in this Sunday, and I made this statement so many times, but I want to, you know, make it again, that none of us don't really, really know when we were going to leave this planet because we only came here for an early vacation. But any time now, the Lord can call us all home to our eternal home. And what we all have to do, and I say this so loosely, that the gifts in which we all have, we have, this this is this, this is the time, this is not an hour to fulfill whatever our mission was on this earth. Because when we all leave this earth, we all want to leave here with something. And Miss Ebony, I don't know why God is taking me this way, but I want to share this with you real quick. When we all leave this planet, whatever that time may be, the only one that's still going to be left behind, that's if there's still a planet, is historians and writers. And what's going to happen is that whether or not we do something good or bad, people will know who we are, what we did, and how we were over to overcome. So with that being said, when we all leave this planet, we all have to leave here with a legacy because a legacy is going to give people the admiration and the, and, and, and the gifts and also the history. We're letting them know, listen, if Philip Barron can do this, I can do that. If Ebony Evans can do what she's doing, I can do that. If Lady T can do what she's doing, I can do that. If the brother can do what he's doing, I can do that. Because legacy is so, is, is so powerful, but that's something we're all going to have to leave here. Because, again, 
when we're all going, the only one that's going to be here is historians. And believe me, they will tell our stories. Yeah, so true, so true. Um, and I thank you for sharing your story with us tonight. It's been amazing to have you on. Um, I know that I feel a little bit more encouraged about stuff, having listened to you. <laughs> and I definitely am going to read more into your book. I did start a good read into it, and I haven't managed to finish it, but I will now make an effort to actually try and complete the book. But, yeah, I thank you so much for, you know, sharing your journey and encouraging other people out there to also be more positive about life, and we need more of that. We definitely need more of that. We've got about we've got about 21 minutes of the show left, guys, and if you're out there and you're listening, um, <clears throat> the title of the show was How to Fill Your Life and Be Inspired to Greatness, um, and I think one of the ways that we can be inspired to greatness is not just by reading good books, but also by having great relationships. So I'm going to allow the last 20 minutes to be about relationships because I really want to catch up with people in their relationships. What's going on with you guys? Have you met anybody? What are some of the challenges that you're facing? Have you decided to just give up on the whole world of women or men out there because it's just too much, okay? Um, I don't know. I, I am still pretty pretty optimistic that, you know, there are good people and, and you can find them. Uh, actually, my sister's about to get married. I'll just share you guys with the uh, my sister is going to get married sometime, maybe next year, but she's got engaged. So, you know, things happen. Yeah, and um, I, I'll share with you that a little bit of that because, actually, I was her matchmaker. <laughs> um, I'll share with you that after the break. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Philip. We're going to let you go, but thank you for your time tonight. Um, stay blessed. I'm going to play... Luther Vandross, if I didn't know better, and then I'm going to, yeah, give you some lowdown on what's been going on in relationships for me and some of the people that I know. Here we go. Listening. Uh, oh, oh, call in. If you want to call in, guys, I forgot to say, we have a new calling number. The calling number is um, 516-387-1807. So feel free to call that number, 516-387-1807, if you want to join in the conversation on relationships. I don't know. We just want to share for about 20 minutes, and then we're out of here. So, uh, you know, stay with us. Stay with us if you're listening. Thank you if you're logged in wherever you are listening. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. I think sometimes I can read your mind When you make things up, I can tell you lies I see the things that your man can't see And I wonder what kind of man is he The one who you say is your lover Who you insist takes care of you under the covers And who is there for you And loves you like no other When you kiss and tell me that you you love me like a brother If I didn't know better I think that you were mine You're with me all the time If I didn't know better I swear we're more than friends You're touching me again If I 
Oh, yeah. Hey. You're going to catch the bouquet. You're going to catch the bouquet, and then we're going to be talking about you on here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to catch the bouquet. I don't know. I, I like, hey. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's going to be such an honor to be the chief bridesmaid for my sister. And she met this guy, well, over a year ago. And, um, you know, you know how it is when you first meet someone, you have all your expectations and your assumptions about how that person may be and, you know, is this the right person? And, you know, she's flipping and flopping about it. I went in there, like, just give him a chance. Have a date. See how it goes. And it's just gone on and on and on, and uh, now they're inseparable, and we've got a wedding coming. So he proposed about, well, two weeks ago. He got down on one knee and did the whole thing. So, you know, it just tells you. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really good, isn't it? Oh, that's really heartwarming. Yeah. And you can hear it through your voice. You're so excited and happy for it. It's kind of like y'all connected at the hip in a creepy type of way. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so happy. I'm kind of living it out through her. I'm like, yeah, you go ahead. You do it, girlfriend. Let me see if it works for you. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, really, no, I'm really, really happy. Uh, <laughs> really, live my carefully. You know what, Ebony? It's kind I, of I like sound like. I like to offer a little bit of advice to to your sister. First of all, congratulations, and as I put it in the chat room, wow. the circle of C's are real, and you may say, "Okay, what mm-hmm. are the circle of C's?" Well, Ebony, you know, and Lady T, you know, I've always preached the circle of C's is the foundation and backbone of any successful and long-living, healthy relationship, and that's communication, commitment, compromise, compatibility, consistency, coping, Christ, and also caring. And if you incorporate those entities into your relationship, and hold them dear, and when they start to falter, you take care of each one of them as they arise, you will have a long and successful, healthy relationship. So good luck, Jazz, and um, I hope everything works out for you and your new mate. Yeah. Well, you know, Lady it's one of those. What happened to Cash? I went from that bomb to it. It was a C, <laughs> so I thought that that was it was being neglected. So I thought that we would throw that out there. And yeah. you know, Cash really helps in that whole circle of C's because there's a plethora of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Currency, yes, yes. Well, you know what? Hey, I I think on a serious note, the interesting thing is, we've been on the, I've been on this journey with um, blog talk and talking about relationships since about what 2012, and before that, I was on another radio station for about a year, and I have seen so many people who said they would never be in relationship or they would never, you know, give it a try. You know, particularly when we get past 40, we're a bit like. I'm never going to do that again. And there is no one out there who could possibly get me past all the dramas I've been in in the past. So it's amazing to see people try again. And I and I've this is what my third wedding, 
that I've been involved in. And, you know, I'm good at getting people together. I'm not so good for myself, but I am good at getting people together. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's like my third wedding now, and I've had quite a few people who are in relationships and have continued and are doing really well. So, you know, more 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 reasons to take my hat out and get ready for another wedding. But I'm I'm so proud of those people who really do give it a try. No, seriously, who give it a try, regardless of all the issues and all the drama out there and all the be- bad behavior, you know, that goes on, dating, which is just about sex sometimes and nothing else and people who waste your time and all of that. You know, when you get past all of that, you know, there are some good men and women out there. And all we need to do is find each other. And I think when you find each other, here's a chance to create something that can last a lifetime. And and I still really believe that that's possible. Yeah, which is why I still want to do this show because I really do believe relationships can happen, really great ones. Um, you know, if you tune in the right way, if you really listen to everything that the other person is saying, uh, you don't get distracted by the madness around you. Okay. Yeah, I'm distracted. I'm distracted now. I'm distracted. I'm distracted. I'm all over the place. That's not going to happen. You're not going to listen to everything that your your mate has to say. Unless they are extremely non-talkless. And and you can just tune in to every... Because quite honestly, you probably hear maybe half of what's being said. Oh, man. I mean, come on, let's let's be honest about it. I mean, Sorry. you don't hear everything. I mean, as attentive as I am, I don't hear everything. I honestly hear maybe half of what That's true. Said. Yeah. But mm, Yeah. Well, I maybe, I think it's a thing. But DSW, I think that's a crucial thing for relationships nowadays is that people need to pay attention. And I think mm-hmm. when you're up in your emotions, you're still in pain from former relationships, you don't pay attention to the person that's in front of you. And I think, you know, when you've got that concentrated focus on the person that you're trying to engage with, here's a chance for something to happen that you didn't expect to happen. You actually start to really connect, really form bonds that are life bonds because once you've got the connection right and, you know, you've got off your stuff and that person's got off theirs, there's no reason for us not to be together. Do you know what I mean? There's no reason why it can't work because we Uh. are focused in each other and we're communicating and we're exchanging great energy. And, you know, and that doesn't have to be sexual energy. That's just good energy, i.e. good communication, you know, a lot of on, with a lot of honesty and integrity in the mix. And when you've got those, that foundation, it can grow, you know, and you can start to feel like you can, be, you can trust and, you know, you want to be there. You're not, you're not there just because you're there, like this woman today who's talking about, you know, I've been with this guy for years, uh, you know, and then you suddenly walk away. Why would you do that? You walk away because you were gone a long time ago. You were actually gone a long time ago. You were just physically just running time, running time and counting your clock. And if you're in mm-hmm. that space, you know, my advice is get out of it. Um, but listening is key. You know, what is that person saying? What what are they not saying? You know, um, what, what is their story? And are they still in 
the story. Are, you, are they still in 1975 when something happened that broke their heart? Are they still there? Are they able to move forward and see something new that we can create together? And it's a serious thing. There's a lot of people that are stuck in the past and can't move forward. So they can never have well, a future. Well, Ebony, it. 1975, oh, it's criminy. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, really, we really need to have them on the show because they're like an archive. They're like, <laughs> they're commandments. <laughs> It's just an example because it's so easy to get stuck. It is so easy to get stuck. No, it's true. And, and the way right. that you, you know, and yeah, and the way that you know is when you think about past relationships and someone that you've been in a relationship with, you know, and where you've had a hard time. When you think about it, does it still hurt in some way? Are you still ranting about that person? Because if you're still ranting about that person, you're still in pain and you're not ready for anything else. You cannot go anywhere else. You need to undo that stuff. You need to work through it. And we underestimate the power of, you know, uh, counseling and, you know, and really taking the time to understand who you are through some kind of uh, coaching or transformation. But it makes a, a big difference to, uh, you know, to your life because you can move on and it's so easy to be stuck where you are and to never move forward, you know. So I think that's a trick with relationships, to kind of stay in your lane by understanding who you are first. Who am I? Probably the biggest question. What what triggers me to my past? Because we all get triggered from time to time. But when I get triggered, you know, what happens? Am I back right there? Am I judging everybody around me or anybody new in my life, you know, to be the same as whoever it was that hurt me originally? Have I really put the hurt aside? And, you know, and does that leave my heart open to love again? And that's a big question that a lot of people honestly answer. So what they do is side dive it and what you do is take on relationships, these pseudo relationships to kind of make um, a change. You're hoping they will change stuff for you, but they don't. They paper over the cracks and the cracks remain. Do you know what I mean? And how do you paper over it? Well, you're having great sex. You're hanging out with this person. You know, you're playing all the games of life, but you're not really connecting. And so, it, you know, years will pass by and eventually one day you'll get up and you go, right, why am I here? What the hell is this about? <laughs> I've done it before, you know, like yeah, no, absolutely. Why why are you here? <laughs> so are. Yeah. It's like you gotta be present and you gotta show up. You know what I'm saying? You can't just yeah. be you can be stuck and stagnant if you want, but like I said, life is fleeting and it's short and tomorrow's not promised to anybody, so you kinda of really need to step into the moment and be there fully if you're gonna fully commit. Don't half-step it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're going to be there, be there. Be in the moment. Be with that person. Be what you know you can be and what you can bring to the table. You can't expect anybody else to do you but you. So true. So true. Yes. But, <clears throat> but I don't know for anybody else who's listening. And, guys, we haven't been on for a while, so I really do want to hear from my listeners. And I know I can see my switchboard filling up, but you guys, if you want to – Call in if you're on the switchboard. You know, just press one. Come and share a little conversation with me. I'd love to hear you guys. Love to hear what you think. 
I'd love to know what's going on in the love world, if there's anything going on. If there isn't, are you still reaching out for friends, more friends? We can always do with friends, I guess. You just go mm-hmm. recognize when all the friends, you've got so many friends, you don't know what to do with them, but you have no relationship, and that's what you're really looking for. <laughs> so, um, you know, ultimately, <laughs> that's the thing. You know, like if a guy says to me, I want to add you, you know, I'd like you to add me to your friends list. I'm just like, hell no. I got so many people who are my friend already. <laughs> True. Okay. I'm friends. Friend I got too many friends. Right. I got too many of those. I got to delete some non-friends to add you as a friend. <laughs> oh. There you go. There you go. I've got about one minute of lifetime left. And I just want to say, if we, we, we can go about five minutes into over, or ten minutes into overtime. I'm not staying late tonight. I did promise myself. But, you know, blog talk, it, it just makes you do things you didn't plan to do. Um, so we, we will go into overtime a little bit. If people want to carry on listening, feel free. But I, I'm going to kind of bring it to an end if nobody calls in um, or puts their hand up, i.e. press one. But um, we are going to come back and have more conversations. I, this is just the beginning of uh, a new relationship with Blog Talk. I'm going to try and do some, um, I don't know, DLW, if you're doing any, but I want to do some live recordings where people can actually see us. That would be nice. We're going to try that maybe. I, I'm just putting this out to Lady T. She doesn't even know yet. We're going to try that maybe in the future do a little bit of life stuff as well. <laughs> you've got to be dressed, Lady T, when you're actually... Ah, look, at, look at the chat room. This is what I got to say. You see the chat room? <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm going to be dressed like, just like that. <laughs> neck up. Neck up. <laughs> Well, you know what? That would be that would be real nice if you guys could actually stream live because, you know, both of yeah. you are extremely beautiful women, and that would, of course, Aww. boost your ratings. And uh, I well, Ebony, Evan, and from what I heard, if Philip came on, like Philip, I don't want to say Philip really gave her homage. Like he really was like she is, you know. Hey, I haven't even seen the live. I need to get on there because I'm a little rusty, like I told her. But you know, I need to go on there live because he said she's a cat's meow. So let's meow. <laughs> oh, Ebony, you are so crazy, lady. Definitely, you are so crazy. Like uh, anyway, you. You would have to make sure that you're in a position that people can see you in, and it's all good. But um, it's just something that I really would like to do in the future. So you guys, do you want to share anything else that's going on in your life before we go off there? Because I need to go back to work. Um, i got stuff to do tonight. But is there anything else that you want to share? Anything going on, DLW? Have you got a love, love connection in your life, DLW? Why are you so quiet on your stuff? Come on. <laughs> Boom, that right there. Let's do this. Well, yeah, yeah. There's uh there's a special hey! someone that they they just uh they're not that type of person that likes to be in the limelight, so uh we don't talk oh. about it that much. But um my thing is this, you know, if you are if you're not if you've been unlucky at love, don't give up. There's always somebody out there yeah. that can that you can make some adjustments with. 
as long as you have an understanding of what you're looking for and what you want. You know, and we have to make sure that we continue to communicate that. Keep an open line of communication with the people that you're involved with. That way there's no room to assume and you stay on the same page and keep everybody else, all that riffraff out your relationship. You know, if you can do that, then you you have a you have a, a great chance at, at having a long lasting relationship. Yeah, that is too true. Too true. I got somebody who wants to come in. Uh I'm not sure who this is. Let's just see. Oh, welcome to the show. Hey, Ebony, it's it's Tay from It's Real Talk Radio. Hey Tay, hey Tay. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. hey, what's going on? I just I just seen I got the notification with that you had posted when you uh you know, when you posted in the group. And uh, you know, gave the call yeah. in number. You know, let me just call in and show some love real quick. Oh, thank you, baby. It's so well. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's but we made it back. Long. Yeah. Yeah, too long, but we made it back. We made it back. So, Tay, is this your first we, show I've back? been asking the guys. Yeah. Well, no, it's not really. This is kind of a one-off, but I'm gonna have a bigger one to properly come back. We've been talking about doing some live videos as well, so that's something to look forward to in the future. But I've been asking, guys, the the people on, before I finish, to just tell me where they are with the love thing at the moment. How's it going relationship-wise? So is there anything you want to share about what's going on for you? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm just like kind of like in an open-minded space. But I'm chilling, mm-hmm. like, it ain't no real special somebody or nothing like that. I'm just, you know, kind of chilling, like, haven't really been really focusing my energy on that because, you know, I'm doing this podcasting thing, doing this music stuff. So, and that stuff can be, right. like, it can, like, really consume you if you, like, really, really just put a lot of attention into it. So I'm just, like, like the chips fall as they may, and I'm just focusing on the different things that I'm in, involved in and just, you know, just being open-minded, really. Okay. All right. That's okay. That sounds very good, a very sensible thing to do. So, Lady T, come on. It's your turn. Anything that's going on in the love life that you want to share? Uh, nope. Nada, nothing. Nada, na na na. Not a nothing. Not a to be continued for another season, for another reason, another time, another place. I'm in the twilight zone right now, so walk with me through this, please. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well... Okay, well, we have your option. Exactly. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Nobody ever does that with her. She always gets off right before the cut time, and you can never pull her on the carpet. You see what I'm saying? Time keeps on picking it, and everybody's like, okay, well, well, you know, blase, flee, flee. So thank you. What about you, Ebony, Miss Empress, you UK? <laughs> Uh, Step into that. Step into that. I'm just 
gonna claim the fifth. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim the fifth and just say, you know, to be continued, I'll confirm. <laughs> Since you put it that way, whatever brother, and, and this goes out to the brother that's dating Ebony Empress, get your act together, man. You, you, you got a good queen, so make sure that you treat her right. If you're not treating her right, somebody else will. So get it together. Oh, Lord. Well, okay. Um, I'm going to play a song for that special person in my life right now. He knows who he is. I don't have to share that with anybody else. <laughs> but I'm going to well, thank well, everybody well, who loves well, 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 you, you, like, you just, like, shut it down, though. Like <laughs> I told y'all, she ain't right. She ain't right. That's a UK version. That's how they do it over there. That's how they do it over there, man. They throw everybody under the bus, run away from them, and then keep moving. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Look, you guys. Look, look. I can't tell you everything. I've got to save every, something for the next show. So I'm saying for the next show to be continued, I will I will share some more. But there is somebody special, okay? You need a name. I and mean, I'm going to play are, him something because I know he's listening. Oh, we want some Sorry. type of identity. Something. Some type of facts about this this person, this gentleman. It is a gentleman, oh, right? It's not, it's not a lady. It's no. a woman, is it? You ain't, you ain't swing to the other side, did Why you? Why you want to be up in my business? What do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> he stepped out into it. I'm glad I got my boots on because it's getting deep in here. <laughs> okay, I'm going to share. I shared. I said for that special person, I'm going to claim something. So when I play the song, you're going to know, you'll know what the level is, okay? It will tell you everything in the song. (laughs) So listen closely to the words, because I'm someone about words, and I'm going to leave something that people can can chew on, okay? And so the next time, we're back. Lady T, I want to thank you so much for tonight. (laughs) Thank you for... I want to thank you so much for tonight for the experience. Um, like it's been a great show. It's been so hysterical. Just looking up with you again because you're crazy. Um, I, of course, I want to thank uh, Philip, <laughs> who was on earlier, and uh, you know who's written the book Testimonial of One's True Greatness. Go out and buy that book. It's on Amazon. It's on all your networks. You can get hold of it. Support a brother. I think he's a good one. Support him um, and and get the book. And, you know, hopefully it becomes a bestseller. I I absolutely wish him all the best with the book. And um, DLW, thank you so much for coming on. Really nice to connect with you again. Um, Also to Tay, thank you, guys. Thank you. You know I love you. I'm sending you my love. Big time. Tay, are you on tonight? Is your show on tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock now. That's our new time, Tuesdays, 10 o'clock um, Eastern time. Okay. Do you want to tell people about the show tonight so they can go hook up? Um, so, uh, yeah, them. sure. Um, well, we, um, we're interviewing some um, some other podcasters from um, this podcast called Between Us Girls. They got a good podcast, um, panel of four ladies that chop it up and talk girl stuff, and we bring them on our show 
to, you know, chop it up and just, you know, just just talk about Dad's show and talk about some other things. So it should be a good it should it should be a good turnout. Um, our show is It's Real Talk Radio. You can catch it by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash take real. Um, and the call the number is three four seven eight three eight nine five four zero. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so go check out Tay's show. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all my virtual listeners in the UK, in the US, wherever you are, on your phone, on your computer, where you are, wherever you are. I send you my love. Karen, we'll see you again next week, right? Or the following week. So we'll let you know when we're back. We'll be back very soon. Okay, so look out for us. Look out for us our little um, messages saying we're online and come and support us. Thank you for your support until now. We we love you all. Okay, I'm going to play you out, guys. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the song. I just want you to listen. There's something about love, okay? Enjoy it, and I'll see you guys real soon. Here we go. Bye.
say. 